Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of the season two of Buzzing with Barca, the FC Barcelona podcast. This is the fourth episode right after the special edition transfers episode. You guys had have given us a lot of positive response to that. So thank you very much for your support. And today we have with us uh, Pulkit and Thomas. Pulkit, how are you? I'm doing fine, Sagnik. How are you doing? Uh, you know, it rained today and it's a little humid here. It's weird. The weather is switching on the AC for the entire day. It's just weird things happening, just like in Barcelona, right? <laughs> How are yeah. you doing? Yeah, yeah, it feels right at home for Kules and uh, I'm fine as well. It's a little bit warm here in Calcutta. But yeah, uh, Thomas, how's it in Australia? Oh, it's actually pretty uh, hot here and I've been a bit busy today. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty fine and it's pretty sunny. Uh, so how are you, Sagnik? Yeah, uh, so we're ready to cover the topics. There's not many topics today because, of course, it's the international break. But yeah, there are some interesting ones. Uh, don't underestimate quality over quantity, as I always say. So we're going to start with our star signing of the season, Memphis, going crazy against Turkey. Before we begin anything, I'm just going to read out his statistics. He had three goals, one assist, 71 touches, 44 successful passes out of 52 total passes, one out of two accurate long balls, three crosses, six chances created, five key passes, six shots, three on target, one dribble, one foul, one, and one out of one aerial duels, one, three ball recoveries. So literally fantastic most chances created six and yeah what do you guys have to say about it uh pulkit we'll start with you i mean just incredible performing for the netherlands just incredible you know the way he has been doing for them and for us also i think he has three goals in three games or something like that for us so far and he has performed so well in pre-season also didn't he so clearly uh, you know, we can see why Komen wanted him since last summer and now he's finally got his man and clearly we know that, you know, um, like players when they sign for a big club like Barcelona or any other club for that matter, they kind of uh, get swayed by the pressure, the, the transfer fee, the, all the marketing and the hype and everything. But uh, Memphis has taken it so well, hasn't he? You know, performing so, so well, dominant on the pitch. Every time he gets the ball, he's always running, always ready to score, ready to take on challenges, ready to take on the defenders. Everything about him so far has been so great. And I hope that he continues to do it and help the team. What do you think, Thomas? Uh, I think that is simply wonderful how he scored a hat-trick and also provided an assist. Um, he actually tied with uh, Johan Cruyff um, with 33 goals for the Netherlands, which he, he is tied 8th eighth, eighth as the top goal scorer for the Netherlands national team. As he's got a score, he's currently scored about 33, so he's got to score more to reach 50 goals um, to beat Robin Van Persie's uh, record of the highest goal scorer for um, the Netherlands national team. And I think this is uh, good for um, its good form and obviously has scored, uh, he's got three goal contributions for Barcelona in his last uh, three matches for us. So I think if he continues his form, uh, goal scoring form for us um, when we start against Bayern, I think it would be great for us. And yeah, I think it's so wonderful how he is actually um, playing well and yeah. So yeah, he's a very good player, very dependable. He hasn't underperformed in a single Barca game as well. Uh, and the man 
who we have to thank for this Komen and the president Laporta had a press conference recently and in and the conference also to cut you sorry to cut you just and yeah, he's yeah, i think course. one of the highest church sellers also yeah yeah so far yeah 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 Laporta said that that he is the highest uh, shirt seller and the a guy who we can depend on for scoring goals and he also talked about uh, Messi, Griezmann, Koeman and a lot of other things about Griezmann he uh, gave us another little detail about his contract is that if he plays at least 50% of Atletico matches that he is eligible for only then the obligation to buy a clause gets triggered otherwise it's still an option uh but i do think personally that he is going to play way more than 50% of matches for uh atleti and about Definitely. the other yeah yeah and about the yeah. other things that uh, laporta addressed thomas why don't you start well he first of all addressed the messi situation which when he left the club and he said that he um this pressure uh that he that he had to sign the cvc loan or there is no fair play uh with that um in the wage uh bill so he had to do that and obviously with Messi he also had a pre-agreement with the contract um but you know at the last minute uh the CVC contract came and he uh, rejected it and Messi had to leave and obviously uh was the Liga is in there and his relationship with Messi is that you know he hasn't talked with him since leaving and he also did see Messi's debut with PSG and you know obviously he didn't like cuz he was wearing a different kit but yeah um he also did say Messi you know he couldn't really like leave you know cuz he would come back one day um cuz the Porto would be trying to push for that in, like 2 to 3 years when our financial situation is better and like you know we're like in a much better situation now um and also about Griezmann um we talked about the wage reduction that if Griezmann left and the reduction of the captain's Messi couldn't have stayed either so you know um it was pretty much you know could, we couldn't really keep Messi either way um with these um small reductions and these le- um departures so up to you uh Pulkit yeah, so talking about Koeman uh he was uh, asked about Koeman and his, uh, whatever so um he said that he does not ask Koeman to what kind of players he has to play like Pooj and Koyadu's game time the suffering and everything and also uh journalists asked asked about Xavi and uh, Laporta got uncomfortable and said that uh, to talk about another manager when uh, Koeman is still in charge will be disrespectful to Koeman rightfully so and uh, that uh, makes us move on to our next topic doesn't it sarmik yeah of course uh, ronald kuman talks about ricky puj and uh, various other things about puj he says that uh, he has to improve uh, puj has to improve some things that they talked about during preseason one of them uh, i'm sure would be the fact that he loses the ball a lot and also uh, there were some questions asked to him about giving minutes to umtiti Uh, and Pooja and some other people who haven't uh, gotten many minutes under him he just smartly told them that he only gives minutes to the people that the players who want the best for the club and who contribute towards him uh, so yeah uh, to address the other stuff he talked about pulkit uh, we'll go start with you let's go um so of course the game time for the players and all of that and uh, <clears throat> the other thing was was that you know the board of directors uh, of barcelona there was news by the spanish media that they do not trust kuman 
and Shavi has been contacted. Uh, so, what I, of course, uh, the club will look for uh, another manager because Kuman has not yet, uh, you know, extended his contract, and I don't know whether they have they have been talks or not. But I don't see the club, uh, you know, giving Kuman another season. Um, the only way he gets uh, to extend his contract is if he wins the title, which seems very unlikely this season, given the rebuild and the kind of the state of the sport is right now. So I don't think Kuman will last beyond the season, but uh, I'm also not sure whether Xavi is the right man for the job or not. Yeah, especially uh, because even the fans are having some second thoughts about him. I do not like pointing fingers this early, but yeah, he has uh, told us that Felipe uh, Coutinho is going to get more uh, minutes under him, which we've seen many times in the past, uh, him not fitting into the Barcelona philosophy and him failing miserably at it. So yeah, uh, Thomas, what's your views on this? Um, so, starting off with uh, Felipe Coutinho, um, obviously I think Koeman likes him very, very much because Koeman was a manager at Southampton and Everton in the Premier League and he obviously put to experience Coutinho's um, wonderful uh, uh, playing of style and like Koeman does love him very much and I think giving him a last chance um, at Barca, uh, we see that and obviously we'll be making his, uh, this season, starting this, uh, the season off against Bayern. Um, give him, giving him a chance there against his former club, which he was on loan um, with. And obviously, um, he did talk about, in, in his um, interview, he did talk about Amuntidi um, and he did say that physically he is better than last year and he is a very good centre-back. So, I don't really see him using Umtiti this much this season, unless if Laporta does pressure him into using him and Pooch. Uh, Pooch. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of um, weird how we're not going to be uh, like how Pooch is not going to be like playing that much this season even though he's a wonderful talent and I think he probably needs to improve in a few stuff but I think he does work hard in trainings because you know that smile on his face just he's very passionate about the club as well so yeah yeah definitely uh, Umtiti said that he has been training with a personal trainer for his injuries and there was also another uh, headline of news uh, in which Umtiti apparently uh, went up to Laporta to directly talk to him about the situation with him not getting minutes. He broke down uh, and Laporta hugged him. This incident had many mixed reactions so I will not put forth my opinion on this but yes uh, it was a very interesting thing to see and it will for sure uh, maybe Umtiti uh, gets minutes in the next match though I would be 100% against it because Bayern is a very strong team which is our next topic that Sevilla game after a roller coaster of news will it be cancelled will it not be cancelled this and that it has been finally decided that the Sevilla game will be postponed which means our very next match will be the one against Bayern so yeah, uh, how will it affect us? In my eyes, uh, game versus Sevilla before the Bayern match would give us some more insight as to how the players are linking up and would help us in perfecting the um, final lineup against uh, Bayern because Luke De Jong is a new signing but uh, some speculations say that he will uh, link up well with De Jong and Memphis but we can't really be sure unless we see it in action. 
and players like Coutinho who Komen uh, are counting on right now. Uh, uh, Felipe Coutinho performed very well in the last friendly we had a few days ago. But against a club like Sevilla who are obviously very strong, uh, things change. So it would have been very helpful uh, for Komen to decide the Bayern lineup if he could see a match versus Sevilla and how his players would perform before making a final decision. So yeah, how do you think uh, it affects us, Thomas? Uh, well, so it would be it's actually a huge blow to us to not actually play against Sevilla because um, we need we need that um, insight and in how to actually line up against Bayern, who's a very very strong opponent. And talking about Bayern, um, recently I'm pretty sure Muller is back in training, and I'm pretty sure Alfonso Davies will be cleared um, to play against us because he did have a minor injury um, against Canada. I mean, against uh, USA in the World Cup qualifiers, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, so they got two really strong players um, back for them. And obviously, um, comparing Hansi Flicks and um, Julian Nagelsmann by Munich, I think it's not as uh, lethal or strong as uh, Hansi Flicks um, Bayern, but it would be a very strong team. But but we will have um, Araujo, I'm pretty sure, back by the game. And... Dest is, he's determined, he wants to be back to play against um, Bayern and you know it's it's not like a huge huge injury but he wants to be back and he knows his importance um, in the role what he's trying to do so I think um, if we can get Dest back in that'll be really good so yeah and yeah that's and yeah Pulkit what are your thoughts on the Bayern game? Oh, definitely agree with the two of you that uh... Uh, the Sevilla game should have taken place. It would have given a little more time for us to prepare for the Bayern game. And it's a huge ask for players like Coutinho to, you know, if even if he gets like 10 minutes uh, in the end, towards the end of the game, to really, you know, make an impact on the game if needed. Uh, so, lots and lots of pressure on the players as well as the manager uh, in terms of the lineup, in terms of the formation, the tactics, how will you cope up if things go south. So, um, lots of pressure there, lots of, uh, you know, uh, getting to know stuff and Luke de Jong has not played at all as of now, he's only training with the team. Uh, so, uh, to him also start or maybe get some minutes, he'll also have to come in the rhythm of the team, of the play, of the with the players and everything. So, there is a lot to prepare and uh, it's just sad that we're not having a league game before that. So, yeah, that's my kind of uh, thoughts about on this. So, yeah. yeah uh, talking about training, um, we did play um, a training match against him. Forgot the name, but we did play a training match, um, a full training match with Coutinho back in. Um, but Gerard Pique and Ansufari were um, training by themselves. But we did win 2-1. Uh, Luke de Jong did um, play that game. But, you know, there wasn't really that kind of um, a connection there yet. Yeah, speculation um, said that uh, he lacked the rhythm with the rest of the team. Yeah. Luke yeah. de Jong. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And, yeah, Coutinho did score a goal, I'm pretty sure Pedri as well. Um, we also did see um, Alejandro Valde play um, on the left back and the Mingueza as well, which is on the left and the right side, right hand, right hand side, which were supplying the crosses in for um, Luke de Jong. Um, yeah, uh, what would you like to add on to that, um, Sagnik? Yeah, and speaking of Luke de Jong, Coleman uh, said ye- uh, yesterday as of recording this podcast that he compared him to Neymar that uh, basically his intentions are because Alba crosses in a lot yeah 
his intentions basically are for Luke Deong a guy who can sit in the penalty box and basically receive and basically shoot in a goal uh, that's what he expects from Luke Deong Luke Deong of course is very tall and he will be a person who will be good at headers so that is what Coleman has in plans for him and uh, correlating that to our current topic uh, the postponement of Sevilla game we could have seen uh, how it stacks up against Sevilla uh, his performance but guys uh, think about it hear me out there is some other opinion from some other fans about this that the chances we have of winning La Liga this season is higher than the chances we have of winning the Champions League yes so this could be a blessing in disguise that the Sevilla match has been postponed maybe we don't perform that well against Bayern but that would mean we perform better against Sevilla which would be beneficial to us in the La Liga title run, isn't it? So maybe it's... I definitely agree with you. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Maybe it's just uh, better if there is an optimistic outlook to this, uh, which is that we will perform better against Sevilla to help us in a title race that we uh, there is a much more probability for us to win. So yeah, uh, moving on uh, to our final words. Uh, Pulkit, you want to start or should I go? You go first. Okay, so I'm gonna continue with uh, the lineup situation for us right now. Um, many players are injured. Uh, Jordi Alba for us is injured. Serginio Dest right now is injured. However, reports are saying that he is recovering very fast and he will be fit by the time the Bayern game takes place. As for the wingers, uh, the proper wingers we have are Dembele and Fatih. None of them will be starting against Bayern. So it looks like we might have to play a phalanx against Bayern. <laughs> well, not really. Uh, there are some uh, solutions to the problem. I think that Koeman is still going to go with the three at the back. He will definitely start Luke because he is his third favorite player uh, right now. And we have to rely the most on wing-backs. And the only wing-backs we ha have right now are Oscar Mingueza on the right and probably Balde on the left. So let's see if he's going to start him. It's a huge ask of a youngster to start in a UCL match against Bayern. But I don't think how else we will uh, provide with. Because uh, in the midfield, we're obviously going to have the standard, one of the best in the Europe, Pedri, uh, Busquets and De Jong midfield. Pedri has uh, succeeded at an inverted left winger before, so it's very probable that he will be playing a bit wider than he usually plays. And uh, for the front two, Memphis and Luke Deong is uh, what I see, because Yusuf Demir, I don't think that Komen will start him, though I would very much love it if he did. But yes, uh, I still don't think all hopes are lost, so this is my uh, preferable lineup. But Komen says that he also wants Coutinho in the team. So I don't really know that how he will incorporate uh, him into the team. Maybe he's going to sacrifice one of Pedri or De Jong. Because uh, I don't see otherwise how else he's going to incorporate all these players inside. But yeah, we will see what he does. And uh, all we can do right now is trust that he has something in his mind. So yeah, those are my final words. So Pulkit, uh, you want to go ahead with yours? Uh, I'm just going to add to yours. Uh, I really hope that Yusuf Demir starts <laughs> uh, on the right wing. Um, 
with uh, if it's a front two of course it will be with memphis if the front three it will be with deong and memphis um that remains to be seen and i also recently we read that uh, gavi balde and nico gonzales have been registered with the champions league for barcelona so i really hope that they get a few minutes uh, and under under uh, you know in the champions league against bayern and uh, they really really show that despite their age or uh, whatever they can really really play at the highest level we have seen of course uh, flashes of what they, these players can do but uh, this is for them a great opportunity considering the lack of options like you mentioned sagnik and the situation of the squad that is right now i think um, it's only fitting that um, uh, these players are to be given a chance against bayern and even though it's just one game i hope that they can play really really well and cause trouble for bayern so that's my kind of uh, uh, you know final words of sorts yeah what about you thomas uh, my final words are continuing with both of you as well um i think um on the bayern game uh that memphis and luke dion would be the most pretty sure the most probable um front two because weighing up that we did not really play against sevilla we couldn't really test out what would work and i think since memphis and luke do know each other more than um any other front two other than maybe braithwaite or um and depai um i think luke and um memphis is the most likely and yeah um and midfield probably pedri um busquets and deong Coutinho, he might come in like after half time to play like maybe half an hour, like 30 minutes um, on the on the field. But I don't think Pedro, uh, I don't think Kuman would actually try and um, change up the really good midfield of midfield three of them and wing backs. I'm not really sure if Alba would play. He was um, as a slight doubt for the um, for Spain for Luis Enrique as he. Did have a slight uh, discomfort in the muscle. I'm pretty sure the arm. Um, so we don't know. We don't. We're not sure if he would play. But I'd love to see Alejandro Valde. But it's you know it's too early to call because he's really young and his first official game for Barcelona would be a UCL match if he just, if he didn't start. Um, so yeah, um, those are my final words for uh, this podcast. Yeah, a uh, short podcast, but nonetheless very informative. Uh... So yes, thank you guys for joining us and thank you the viewers for giving us the time to watch our episode. So yeah, that will be all from us. We're going to sign out for this episode for Sabarsa, Vikal Barsa. We're going to see you next week. Thanks for watching.